Welcome to Machine Learning. This is a recap of this week and some thoughts on uh, text summarization and LSTM's long short-term memory. Basically, from what I can understand, is uh, one of the major inventions of LSTM was the memory or the cell. So you had a forget state, a hidden state, and a memory state. And uh, that memory was a very important component to the architecture because it, in the reoccurring neural net, you are looking at words or tokens uh, in close proximity. In fact, they had to be sequential, sequential tokens and predictions of what the next token would be. Whereas in the long short-term memory, it could span multiple tokens and find those associations or uh, influences between the tokens. And so that allowed for, uh, it allowed for a weighting that could be summarized against a larger, uh, larger corpus of words in a time series. So you can all think of all text as time series based. And so as you're, uh, you're looking at that data over time and then looking at how they influences each other, that's where the LSTM really took off. In fact, it's become dominant in, in, in that nature. Now the embedding, what it does is it puts words in close proximity to other words. So, uh, king and queen, male and female, those are in close proximity to each other in terms of, of their meaning and groupings. And so the embedding uh, was groups words together based on categories, uh, categorical influence. And so the com- combination of embedding, LSTMs, encoding and decoding are what make uh, makes text summarization possible or sequence to sequence encoding possible where you have an encoder decoder. And then what you're doing is predicting the probability of what the next word will be based on uh, an input uh, uh, sentence and then it's been uh, encoded, tokenized, uh, stop words removed. You can even lemmatize uh, li- it, which is to give it its root words. And uh, almost reminds me of uh, Norse or Viking, where it, it was missing a lot of the vowels, the language was missing vowels, and you had constants, and those combination of constants formed words. Um, so limited limitization uh, is another way to get back to the roots of the words and use those roots as uh, to determine meaning. Well, so then the question is, is does the neural net, does this uh, neural translation machinery have the ability to understand context? And if you look at the way we look at uh, memory, we associate certain things in sentences uh, based on 
on the previous words. And so in order to understand meaning, we have to look at the whole sentence. And we look for things like the noun and the verb, the direct object. But we're, we're a little different than machines because we're not calculating probabilities of what the next word is. We're visualizing uh, models in our mind and how those models might interact with each other and what that could mean. So we're actually creating meaning from the uh, words through our experiences and the models that we're generating in our own mind. So I think you'd tell machines can take words and build visual models from them um, and then understand how those visual models might interact based on the laws of physics, perhaps also social interactions like uh, dialogues. One that uh, was brought up when I was reading today was about sarcasm. Can the machine detect sarcasm versus fact where it, it can see and understand that maybe the information is being used in a maybe juxtaposed way that would be humorous to a human being um, and uh, could figure out that it was humor that or sarcasm that was being communicated and so would the machine laugh at that point interesting it could definitely detect sarcasm based on the corpus of knowledge it has so detecting sarcasm would probably be uh, easier for a machine but then trying to understand meaning from that sarcasm may be more difficult um, so that's one area that is interesting in this natural language processing but it, natural language processing is definitely here because you know the amount of information that's in NLP is much larger the non-structured data is much larger than the structured data you know uh, in one stat it said there was like a billion or a million billion terabytes of un unstructured data that needs to be understood and explored. Well, uh, this week we're going to be talking with Imatech and we're talking about some of the um, devices they have and I want to talk to him about my uh, uh, virtual psychotherapist and what would be possible in terms of what would it take to actually build this program and uh, have it used by people.